Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today. A program, logo's right here. That's it. Very nice. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Welcome back. Thank you. Mallory, I, I mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Mallory was a big hit, though. I don't doubt it. Did that literally. We, did you hear what we called the show yesterday? No. I didn't. Greg, Mallory, Greg, aka. Go Mean Green. Nice. I figured you'd like that. I, that's it. I'm removing myself from Wednesdays. I was going <laughs> to say, like, that's, I, that's a way to get you out of the. Yeah, of the I chair. will gladly take a <laughs> take a Wednesday. <laughs> Today is. Thursday, February 16th, 2023. It is, I looked this up, 280 days until Thanksgiving. So, you know, never too early to, to start. Mm-hmm. Um, happy birthday to Abel McConan Tesfaye. Okay. Better known as The Weekend. Oh, I didn't know what his name was. Abel McConan, I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering it Tesfaye. i never even thought about Turns like 33 today happy birthday asking to the weekend uh the uh one of the one of the uh twitter accounts that i follow that i retweet every once in a while because they only tweet once a w- they tweet once a week mm-hmm. at the same time every week mm-hmm. it's usually well the same time frame it's usually between like 5 and five thirty p.m our time okay and all it is is Daniel Craig on Saturday Night Live. Go, and it's always on Friday. Ladies and gentlemen. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. The weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It always hits well. Anyway, yes. happy birthday to the weekend. Happy Episode birthday. 1540. On today's show, folks, we've got Dumb Thursday, where we're going to talk a little bit about how Texas became the quarterback capital of the world and whether or not that's true. We'll talk about that. We'll tell you a little bit about uh, a cool contest we got going on on TexasFootball.com where you can help one of our outstanding photographers uh, win a spot of honor in uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And then back half of the show, 
we've got an interview that Pickle didn't tell me about. Uh, yes, Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty from China Spring uh, will join us here on Texas Football Today if you stick around for that, which why wouldn't you? He's a state champion and you're not. Mm-hmm. Although maybe you are. Like, there may be somebody watching. But if, then you can stick around Crawford, out of mutual if, if respect. If Terry Crawford's one of the first four through the door, then, like, you're a state champion. <laughs> well, most of you are not. So stick around and let's do a state champion. Do we, do we have first four through the door? <laughs> we do. Nick Morton, um, Josh Windham. I'm just going to uh-huh. keep that up. Tony Blaylock and Zill0678. Welcome I mean, I'm in, happy to fellas. See you guys. <laughs> but it would have been better if, if it was Crawford Coach Terry Crawford. Just, like, sending a picture of his ring or something <laughs> like that. Anyway. All right. Pickle, on this, the weekend's birthday, it is time to celebrate Dumb Thursday. Texas Football Today is proud to present. Dumb Thursday. It's Dumb Thursday. You know, we ask a question and kick it around for a little bit. And today, we're talking about quarterbacks. So obviously on Sunday night, um, we talked a little bit about uh, us watching the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, where two Texas quarterbacks were going at it for the first time in Super Bowl history, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I thought, I don't know how much of the, um, I, I caught a couple of glimpses of this, but they were both pretty, um, I thought I thought it was very cool that both of them were were talking like when they were asked about each other. Mm-hmm. Both of them kind of mentioned me like he's a Texas guy, so you know he's he's great. Like they were taken up for each other yeah. in that regard. I'm like ah, it's two Texas boys. That's how it should be. So. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes even had a quote about Texas being like the quarterback factory. Absolutely, and so I thought that was cool. That like yes, they're about to go out and play the biggest game of their lives, but they were both like nah, man. Like we're both That's from pretty Texas, neat. so yeah. we're pretty good, you know, stuff like that. Well, and I think Texans would rather play against Texans than play against some guy from Rhode Island, you oh, know, certainly. like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and so, what I think is particularly interesting about this conversation is not that they're both from Texas, although that is, and Patrick Mahomes is now the first quarterback from Texas to win multiple Super Bowls, but that this is a relatively recent phenomenon. Um, because for the most part, Texas has not put out a ton of quarterbacks into these these high positions. Do we have the graphic that we had earlier last week? I we have say? this one, if this uh, is the one you're talking about. That's, that's, that's one of them. It's fine. Um, but if you, if you remember, the first quarterback from the state of Texas to play in a Super Bowl, do you remember who it was? Mm-mm. It was Drew Brees. So we're talking like 2009. It took until 2009 to get a Texas quarterback in there. And one of the things that I think, I think that's rather remarkable considering when you take a look at, at, at how many players from, from the state of Texas are in the NFL, why did it take so long to get one into the Super Bowl? And what, what I think, I think there's been a real, if I may borrow a young person phrase. Oh, gosh. Ready? This always scares me when you do this. I think Texas quarterbacks have had a real glow up. All right. There recently. you go. He did it. He did that thing. And I'll tell you, and, and, and I'd like to discuss why. There was an article on ESPN. I'm looking at it right now. It's called, Where Do Quarterbacks Come From? Mm-hmm. Where do quarterbacks come from? And in this article, it was in 2020, I believe it was. Okay. They had a formula that put together like uh, they put together a formula that would uh, that that would kind of rank 
the quarterbacks against their expectations and and where they're from uh, and and basically those types of things essentially ranking the states as far as producing quarterbacks in the NFL are concerned Mm -hmm. and I'm going to read this directly Texas the worst quarterback state doesn't seem right Texas ranks last in ESPN's quarterback formula because of the expectations given the state's resources, basically because they're so big. Okay. The second most popular state, Texas also leads the country in a key formula component, Division I football pro- programs, with 21, uh, seven more than any other state. Texas surprisingly has no quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, uh, and the collective approximate value of the state's quarterback is watered down because many are not key contributors. It's 62% start average, ranked 15th among states with at least 500 games. And yet, Texas leads the U.S. in Super Bowl wins above expectation. So it's not that long ago that Texas was considered like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. not a quarterback state. And it's a little strange. Now, now part of it, so there's, there's the, uh, the the graphic we we're talking about. There's only seven quarterbacks from the state of Texas who have ever been there. The first one was in 2010. Mm-hmm. All seven have come in the last 13 years. And part of it, I think there, I think there's twofold. One is that I think I think you have to give a lot of credit to the advent of the and the the kind of spread of the spread offense mm-hmm. that quarterbacks down here if you go back and, and watch football from the 80s and the 90s it's a lot of run the damn ball right it's a lot of run the damn ball i mean there's a reason um that when you that when you take a look at like career pa- like the 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 single season passing yards records mm-hmm. like todd dodge was the first to throw for more than three thousand yards the first throw for more than 3,000 yards didn't happen until 1980. Right. I was just fixing to say, and we credit, like, obviously we credit the air raid coming into the state and really the entire nation through the Mike Leach train. And it's like, okay, well, all of these guys are still really, I mean, maybe take Drew B- Brees and maybe Nick Foles out of it. The rest of those guys are young. Yes. Like, they're they're after that time. So, so in 1980, Todd Dodge set a state record uh, by throwing for 3,135 yards at Port Arthur. Like, just lighten the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Since then, since then, Pickle, 523 people have passed him. I was just going to say, like... 523. 3,000 yards as a quarterback is still really good. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But we don't look at that and go, oh, wow. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, like he had the year that we thought he was going to yeah, have. Yeah, you know? like... I don't know. There, like, there's guys on here that you're like, yeah, he was a he was a he was a good quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Uh, okay, perfect example. Uh, Jet Huff mm-hmm. at College Station in 2021 yep. threw for th- uh, 3157, more than Todd Dodge, and yet I think that as that season went on, you kind of realized the balance that that offense really had. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they were asking him to throw the ball, but they had Marquise Collins, and they were able to run the ball. Right. I was thinking we talked about their run game more than we talked about the pass game, so the and that was with 3,000 yards. The evidence <laughs> of of the spread offense, I think, is really important. The other important factor here, I think, is seven on seven. Mm-hmm. Now those go hand in hand, but I think seven on seven and the development of the passing league in the state of Texas has helped to make this a quarterback haven. Yeah, I mean, it gives you more practice. That's extra practice that other people aren't getting in yes. in a real competitive manner. Yes. That would be yes. I think that you know there, there's there's the the comment I think it was a Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, 
article or rather book about the 10,000 hour rule or whatever oh, yeah. where you know if you spend 10,000 it takes 10,000 hours working on something to become an expert mm-hmm. I also think and this is me and again it's dumb Thursday so I can just let it rip I also wonder if our investment in football as a high school football community which I think has certainly taken off in the past few in the past let's say 25 years yeah right I would say that big, yeah even more so now now there's more neutral fans than there have ever been and I wonder if that investment and in making it a priority has allowed these quarterbacks to go out there and get those hours and find those hours in an earlier way yeah and so so now I don't think there's any doubt right now when you take a look at who the best quarterback? Who who the best quarterback in the in in, in the world is? Mm-hmm. It's Patrick Mahomes. You take a look at who j- he just beat in the Super Bowl. You take a look at who won the Super Bowl last year, Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you take a look at the recruiting. Yep. Texas put out more, signed more FBS quarterbacks last year than any other state. More than seventeen percent of the FBS quarterbacks who were signed. In the class of 2022, mm-hmm. we're from Texas, and so your deal, like, like I think I do not think that's an accident. I think that for a while, people would come to Texas to get their offensive linemen, their running backs, their running backs, and their defensive backs because that's really where Texas has made their hay. Mm-hmm. Linebackers to a certain extent, as well, but as well, but that's really where they came. They that came, was certain schools more they than came for, not. They came for running backs, offensive linemen, defensive backs, and sometimes linebackers. Now, A, you can get anything you want here. Mm-hmm. And B, I think we've done a better job of cultivating a culture within Texas high school football that is quarterback forward. Because it used to be, I know that like California has always been like the dominant force in quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's and why it, the Elite 11 camp is held out there. And then there's <laughs> the, there's there's an area in western in western Pennsylvania that's known mm-hmm. as like the cradle of quarterbacks, right? Where a lot of those quarterbacks came from. Mm-hmm. I think, and so a lot of it I think is culture of like we develop quarterbacks here. Mm-hmm. I think over the last 20 years, 20, call, let's call it 25 years, mm-hmm. 1998. I think we have done a better job in the state of Texas of creating a culture that is conducive to to, um, to developing quarterbacks. Well, and you know what's funny if you want to take it in, uh, even a step further is obviously talking about Texas high school football producing all of them, yes. But then you've even seen an influx of college programs. If there are these one or two shining star quarterbacks from other portions of the state or from other portions of the nation like Arch Manning. They're bringing them into Texas to play college football. Well, and I think that, I think, so it's an interesting case of like, is is the dog wagging the tail of tail wagging the dog? Because I, I do not think it is an accident that the offenses that are run at the college level here, Mm -hmm. for the most part, utilize all like utilize the 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 skill the talent that they're able to acquire from within the the, the state's borders mm-hmm. right smu if smu wanted to they could go out there and they could run the slot t yeah if they wanted to but i also think that Rhett lashley and sunny dykes before him and chad morris before him and uh and and june jones before him I think they understood. Let's look around us. What do we have? Mm-hmm. We got quarterbacks. We got receivers. That's so what Texas has. Time to throw the receivers. damn ball. <laughs> Let's let it rip. Yep. And so I do think that there's there. It's it's a it's a mutually beneficial situation mm-hmm. wherein 
Texas high school football puts out these these outstanding players, and Texas uh, Texas colleges are specifically yeah. now built offensively to utilize them. Best. Yeah, it's push and pull. It's not exactly. one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there it is. I like uh, it. Texas became the quarterback. That seems like smart Thursday to me, but Texas became the quarterback capital of the world, and I think it's happened relatively relatively recently. And it's a pretty pretty amazing phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's dumb Thursday. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, I want to tell you about something cool we got up on TexasFootball.com. So, we tell you all the time, and it's in the credits, it's in everything, how much we value and love our photographers. Oh, we literally could not do any of the stuff we do without them. We've got an amazing group of contributing photographers from all across the state who are out at games year-round, who have this passion for shooting high school football and college football, and they send us such great stuff. If you love the photos on TexasFootball.com, if you love the intro to this show, yeah. <laughs> if you love basically anything visual that you see on, on uh, at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, it's because of these incredible photographers from every corner of the state we are like one of the thing one of the the problems with having a statewide brand is that you got to cover the whole state and so you need to have people in our all parts of the state and we are so lucky to have mm-hmm. outstanding photographers in every corner of the state which makes it uh, so much fun uh to uh to, to look through what they they send us on every friday and saturday and sunday and so as a way of helping to shine a light on them yeah. For the second year in a row. Let's go. We're proud to unveil the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Photo of the Year contest. If you go to texasfootball.com, it's it's uh it is uh, splashed across the front page. It's it's splashed across the front page uh there with uh, uh of what they've they've got. Uh we where you can go and you can look at photos. We asked every one of our photographers or as many as submitted it. We got about 40 submissions. Mhm. We asked them, we want you to pick out, and this is probably very mean of me. Yeah. We asked them to pick out one photo from their year. One and that's photo so they love, hard. One photo <laughs> they think is great. Um, and, and we want them to go and, and, and put that in there and, and submit it to us. And we're going to put it up to a vote. And so if you go to texasfootball.com, it's splashed across the front page. We'll, we'll make sure we put it prominently on the front page. You can vote in the 2023 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Photo of the Year contest. The winner of the contest, which is based on the votes, so mm-hmm. you just go vote. You can vote as many times as you want. Do you want to talk about right. something else that I'm really glad we don't have to pick? Because <laughs> The winner will have their photo printed in the 2023 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We'd have like the, the front of the magazine, the, the, the two-page spread, the double coverage. Mm-hmm. We will spotlight one of them, the winner of the 2023 Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, Photo of the Year contest uh, there. Our winner last year was Cassie Lara down mm-hmm. there in the Rio Grande Valley. She took an awesome photo of like an incredible like one-handed interception by PSJ North. Yep. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was awesome, awesome. And so we're, we're so proud to spotlight uh, these. So if you go to TexasFootball.com, you can vote in the 2023 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Photo of the Year contest. I need to go look. I haven't looked yet. You haven't looked? I'm, you, no, I'm really excited to see what, uh, what the cool photos, photos are. There. Very cool photos. So make sure you go and check that out, TexasFootball.com, for the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Photo of the Year contest. Love it. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. All right, Pickle, down there in Fredericksburg this past weekend, you and Mallory sobered up long enough to interview Mm -hmm. the head coach of the two-time State champion, China Spring Cougars. Mm-hmm. Coach Tyler Beatty. Um, he was the DC beforehand. He was DC beforehand. So he gets both. Third linebacker. He worked two, on the defensive He's got staff. two rings. Yeah. He's the head coach for the second one. He's wearing one of them in the video. Exactly. Uh, and so you had a great conversation with China Spring head coach Tyler Beatty. Here it is. You're on Texas Bowl today. And last but certainly not least, we are joined by the, how does this sound? State championship winning head coach. He's got the bling. Let's see. Is that from that's from show, last year? We got to show the camera. Yes, that that is twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. It is Coach Tyler Beatty from China Spring. Coach, first off, thanks for hopping on with us. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. So, how many? How, we got to adjust the camera here. You're a little bit taller than Miss Patty was. Um, okay. All right. So. Hill Country Coaching Clinic. First time, multiple times. How long have you been coming out here? This is the first time I've ever been here. First uh, time? Heard great things about it. Knew that it was good for the wives and for coaches to get around each other. And so I uh, was able to bring some, some of the staff guys down and, and their wives. So we're excited about it. Good. I was fixing to say, is Miss Beatty, which is the most important Beatty, is she in attendance today? She is here. All yes. right. Well, we're going to go the meet and greet after this. So we'll, we'll look for her and okay. let her know how you did. Um, but hey, man, you come in as a first year head coach and, and you did the unthinkable. You go out and you get another state championship, the second in a row. I know you were on the staff beforehand. What was that like? Uh, it was it was a huge growing process, honestly. You know, being a part of it as a positional coach and, and having different relationships with the coaches on staff and the kids uh, to actually take that leadership role of now being in charge of a program. Uh, learned a lot along the way. I learned how to and how not to act, you know, <laughs> in appropriate times. And, uh, and watch our kids and staff grow over the course of a season was incredible. Were you nervous at all coming in? Because I know that you took over for a legendary head coach who had just won a state championship the year before. Were you nervous at all coming into this job? Or were you like, man, I got this. We're winning another state championship this no, year. No, there was definitely – there was, uh, I guess, uh, a little bit just being anxious a little bit. You know, after, after I had uh, been offered the job and was so elated about that, about – Five, ten days later, I was like, what did I get myself into? You know, like, I don't want it. You can take it back. Yeah, I mean, we, we just won it. And, uh, you know, as seasons come and go, the staff changes, the locker room changes. And um, there wasn't a doubt in our mind that we knew we had the ability to do it. It was just there were so many moving parts and kids that had to step into roles that hadn't been in those positions the season before 
that we were going to have to get ready to go. Mm -hmm. And so um, after after about two weeks, it was it was go time, and I, I got dialed in and had to hire six new guys on staff, and so they had to learn and. Um, it, it's been really, really good. And like I said, a lot of growth happened over the season. I know you, you were a defensive guy. Now, obviously, taking over the head coaching role, you had our Mr. Texas football player of mm -hmm. the year beforehand and Major Bowden, and then you uh, you had uh, Cash McCollum. What was what was it like to uh, – We've I've interviewed him before. Great kid. What was it like to be able to kind of step over into a little bit more of having to focus on the offense and, and see an unbelievable player like him step it up? You know, when Cash got to us in June, I hired his dad as assistant offensive line coach, and – uh, he came in and he was always around. He was working with the kids, trying to build relationships, trying to get that chemistry that it takes to be a quarterback and, and earn a leadership role within that locker room. Um, but he was in, in the coach's office trying to learn and figure out exactly what we do, figure out what makes us go. This is how we've got to play the quarterback position at China Spring. And, and uh, obviously having success at Wimberley helped kind of launch him into having success for us. But uh, he, he's done an incredible job. He's a great kid to be around. Uh, everybody in the locker room thrives and loves to be around him, whether they're hanging out at their house or they're up at the field. So he, he's one that is truly valuable to us. And so we look to lean on him a lot this next season as he's one of our uh, seniors this next year. Take me back to the uh, the state championship. What was happening with your heart when when that kick was being when that kick was being lined up? Oh, it was my heartbeat was probably at sixty, maybe. <laughs> Mine was, and I was a casual fan. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it uh, because our kicker had done it before. Yeah, you know, we, he had to kick a forty-seven yard field goal to beat Stephenville mm -hmm. that ended up getting us the district title, and so because he's been able to do it. And from the distance and just his consistency and his character and composure, you know, he was locked in. When we were going on that final drive, he already knew, like, there's a really good chance mm -hmm. that this comes down to me. And so he wasn't nervous. I wasn't nervous. I knew when I called We that, were nervous. I yes. Knew, I, I knew when I called that timeout at two seconds that this is it. We've worked so hard to get back into the game mm -hmm. and then finally put ourselves in a position to win the football game. Uh, Calm as a pickle. I mean, it was. <laughs> that was a good one. Hey, you see what he did there? I saw, I saw what you did there. <laughs> now that the season's over and you guys have kind of been able to digest what a great season that you guys had, what does the offseason kind of look like for you guys? So we, we've got right now, we have 41 juniors that are in our program. Mm -hmm. wow. And uh, right now we're at 130 kids, 9 through 11. And so we've got, we've got a lot of guys that need to figure out where they fit in and mm -hmm. buy into those roles. And so that's really the focus of our offseason is, A, to buy into what we do, doing things our way. Uh, we have non-negotiables that we live by, and if those are things that you can commit to, then, then we're going to do everything we can to put you in a position to be successful. And so not necessarily getting rid of guys. We want guys to buy in other than mm -hmm. doing the alternative. So getting guys to go our way, and uh, we'll sort out the position and, and techniques and assignments with, when that comes. But – getting all our guys to understand their role to be successful for us. You're going to have three rings by the time we talk to you next next year? That is always the goal. goal. That, <laughs> that, is always, the goal. Yeah, that is always the goal. <laughs> so before we let you go, getting back to the Hill Country Coaching Clinic, obviously an unbelievable line of speakers that they have lined up here. Who are you looking forward most to, to hearing from? So Drew Sanders, listen to him first mm -hmm. thing off, uh, off the top, uh, really good. Coach Wetzel at Baylor's mm -hmm. about to talk here in a little while. I'm sure you know him pretty well. I do. So <laughs> th those are just a couple for today that I was really looking forward to to go listen to and, and just learn. Just be a part, pick up a nugget here or there, and, and go about our way. Perfect. Well, we've had enough of you. We're excited to uh, talk to Miss Beattie later today. But, Coach, really appreciate you coming on, and congratulations again on a hell of a yes. season. Awesome. Thank you so much.
There is Tyler Beatty, head coach of the two-time defending China Spring. Two-time, they are, they've always been the defending China Spring Cougars. The two-time defending state champion, China Spring Cougars. Put some respect on that. We appreciate him <laughs> taking some time away from the fun there at the, uh, although this was fun, I suppose. Hanging out with you is fun. Oh, thanks. That's That might be one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Just trying to get you more interviews. Will you cool it? Okay, that's yeah. fair. Anyway, uh, we appreciate Tyler Beatty stopping by. Uh, let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts? Uh, just a reminder, in case you're just now joining us, um, go vote for Calvin the Calvin Coolidge Jr. died by playing tennis at also, the White House. Also that. That did happen. Sorry, that's, that's, that's if you're just joining us. Um, that's, yes. That's, that's, the, that's the theme of today's show. Yeah. Calvin Coolidge Jr. Yeah. Um, blisters, man. Treat your blisters. That's my final thought. There you go. Go Hydrogen peroxide is never a bad idea. Um, Go vote for the Dave Campbell's Texas football photo of the year. That's on the website. Um, Go and share it, too. Share it so that your friends can vote. That's my final thought. Is there something else you want to plug? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Thursday. My days are really thrown off right now. Um, Thank you. We give you a show. It's and been I a give long you a platform. <laughs> it's been a long week. And you're just like, oh, I don't know. I should tell people about WGL. Um, yes. Coming up at two today, Women Talking Football Live. Wherever you're watching the show, we are joined by the Queen of Carthage, um, uh. Summer Switzer Surratt. Mrs. Surratt will be jumping on and uh, talking some Carthage football with us. Will so you if you her, are amped up about that, I have a question for her. If you could ask it on my behalf. Okay. Do you remember what she was wearing at the state championship this year? Yes. She was wearing a uh, a Carthage jersey. Yes. As you do. Yeah. And it it was like a bedazzled number nine jersey mm-hmm. because they were going for their ninth state championship. Yeah. I just want to know like how many Carthage jerseys, like like does she have like a number three? Yeah. Does she have like a number six? Like I don't know. That's I, fair. I, I does she have state championship jersey? And soon enough, if not. Now she's gonna have to get a jersey to wear during the regular season for her son Jet. Maybe the better question is: Okay, does she have a strategy or a plan or an idea of how to dress for state championships? Because she's been to nine. Yep. And she's and obviously everything she's worn has been lucky. I was just gonna say she's won nine yeah. in what she's done. So right. what do you? Okay. So okay, we'll talk like, state like, championship wardrobe. Like, like state championship wardrobe, because you know, because here's that's the thing. pressure. Oh, yeah, because the camera's going to be on you. Yeah, especially because every single time that they've been, they've won. Yes. She's never not had a celebratory picture taken. Right. Just, anyway. That's a really good... Do you have a jersey guy? That's my my question. (laughs) I'm fairly sure. Yeah. (laughs) Who is your jersey guy? I bet he's the second most important person. In She's her like, household. she was like, no, no, no. I've got a, her. I've got a bedazzler. Yeah. Like I bedazzle them on my. Like, do you have a bedazzle guy? Ooh, great point. Ooh, that is a good question. That's what I meant by jersey guy, oh, not like. Because I bet. Coach yes, Sarah she can, can, can absolutely jersey. find jerseys, but I'm talking about bedazzle. Yeah, bedazzled jersey. Like, yeah. is is Coach Surratt sitting there with the old school bedazzler? Like, hang on, guys, I got to get this done. Oh, I love that visual. Yes. 
That's great. <laughs> oh, good. So get those answers to those hard okay. questions. Okay. Of well, if you want to hear the answer to that, WTF, 2 o'clock, women talking football, uh, talking a little bit of Hill Country, but then we're uh, we're bringing it back in with Summer Surratt. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Tyler Beatty of China Spring for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for Helpful Honda Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today. Yeet.